Welcome to the Vibrant MD Podcast, where we discuss weight loss, women's health, and food. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Awad, a family doctor and certified weight loss coach. This podcast is informational, but is not meant as medical advice. Anything you want to change after listening should be discussed with your own doctor and personal medical team. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. Hello, my vibrant friend. I have a big question today for you. Does food order matter? Of course it does, or we wouldn't be talking about it, right? Well, what if I said that the order in which you eat your food will actually quite significantly affect your glucose levels, which in turn then affects your insulin levels? And insulin is your food storage hormone. So consider if you ate the same meal, but you ate the foods in a different order, and that could affect how much food you store. That would be big, right? Well, this is what we're going to talk about on the podcast today. Thank you so much for being with me. I wanted to share with you that I just placed a continuous glucose monitor this morning. And of course, by the time you hear this, I'll have had it on for weeks, but I'm excited to do this. I really like to look at the research on glucose levels and insulin levels, looking at what kind of foods we eat and things like food order, which we're talking about today. So I'm going to have a lot of fun testing this out on my own body. As you know, optimizing your hormones is the most effective way to lose all the weight that you want and never worry about being the old weight again. So I'm going to take some of the research that's been done and then test it out on my own body because we are all individuals. Even when we get these research numbers, they're based on a whole group of people. And maybe I'm different because we are all individuals. And it's not that I think I'm going to be an outlier, but I just want to, for my own interest, take a look and see if my body follows the same patterns as the research. Because in the end, all I really care about is my own body. No, I don't use continuous glucose monitors in my program. We actually just do the food choices and food timing choices. But I'm going to share with you today about food order. So if we could look at a meal and decide how we're going to eat it, you know, some of us are people that take all the food and mix it all together. Or we're people who eat one thing and then, you know, maybe eat all the chicken, then eat all the rice, then eat all the salad. You know, I don't know. And then there are the people that go around one bite of each. I remember there was a a book. Gosh, it was one of the Francis books. Like maybe, was it Bread and Jam for Francis? No, it was one of the other ones. But I remember she had her lunch and she would take one bite of the hard-boiled egg and then one bite of the fruit. And maybe that's you. You have one bite of each and just go around the plate. So it turns out that your glucose levels and so therefore your insulin spikes will be different depending on how you eat things. So let's talk about that today. There's some interesting research. So let's break down the parts of a meal. So first we'll talk about fiber. Now this is gonna be your vegetables and I'm also gonna add berries in there with that. So all the vegetables and berries are the fiber parts. And then we'll take another group, which is gonna be your proteins and your healthy fats. Oftentimes, if we're eating an animal protein, we have some fat in there. So that's why these get tested together, but also your, it's gonna be your salad dressing, and if you're cooking with olive oil, those kinds of things. And then our last group is going to be the starches. 
Now that's going to be your pasta, your rice, potatoes, and most of the fruits. Those are your starches. They have some natural sugars in them. They tend to spike our insulin a little bit more. So which one should we eat first to decrease our insulin spike? Well, there's actually research that shows eating the fiber first does better. And there's research showing that proteins and fats are best eaten first. The interesting thing, of course, is that no matter what study you look at, eating the starches last makes quite a difference in your insulin spike. Some studies had it up to 48%. Now, if you had a pill that could do that, you would make billions of dollars. So let's consider our meal. Let's look at two different meals, actually. So let's say it's summer, so you've got some grilled chicken, you've got salad with vinaigrette, and you've got some potatoes that you also grilled. So if you can eat the fiber, proteins, and fats first and save the potatoes for last, you will decrease your insulin spike by a significant amount. So just by eating the potatoes last, you will change what your body does with the food. So if you want to decrease fat storage, eat those potatoes last. Now let's look at another meal. Let's say I'm going to have a chicken curry with vegetables over rice. Now I like brown rice, but whatever rice you're going to have, it doesn't really matter because all of those rices are going to be in the starch category. So I've shared with you before that I don't eat this meal like it looks on the picture on the menu. There's not a huge cloud of puffy rice. There's a scoop of rice, and then I cover it over with the chicken and vegetable curry. So if I put that over there, what I'm going to do is start at the top. And it's not that there isn't going to be some mixing. Of course there is. But I'm going to start at the top and get going there and work my way down to the rice. And that can decrease my insulin spike as well. So consider yourself going to a restaurant now. And what do they serve first? They serve the bread. Now, many of you are like me and have moved on to not usually having the bread unless it's something really good. Because flour is an insulin spiker. And so if you're like me, you don't have it as often. So let's say, though, you're at a place and they have the special bread. They're going to bring that out first, right? Can you just stick it on your plate and save it for later? Are people going to ask you why you aren't eating your bread? They might. This is one of the mysteries of life. Why people think they should tell us what we should put in our mouths and when we should do it. So maybe you're just going to tell them, I don't want it yet, because that is a perfectly complete sentence. Or I'm going to have it with my meal. You don't need to give a big explanation. You are the master of your own domain. And like I said, we need to let people know that they don't need to tell us when to eat what. Anyway, that was my soapbox opinion on other people's opinions about food. So bread comes, and you're going to put it on your plate and you're going to wait and have it with the meal because you're going to have either the fiber or the proteins and fats first. Basically, it doesn't matter that much for most of us because we're not tracking that closely, but we want the starch last. So we save that to the end. Now, if you picture a plate of food and it has all the things on it that you like, and then you picture eating it in that order, all is well, right? Here's another bonus. So let's say you're saving the starches till last. 
when you eat mostly fiber and protein and healthy fats, and then you get to the starch, this is a terrific time to check in with yourself and think, am I already done eating? How much more do I actually want? How am I feeling? Am I full? If I'm full, I should stop because I don't want to overeat. If I'm a little bit less than full, maybe I'm feeling pretty satisfied now. So you would actually decrease the amount of starch you had in general by doing this, which would also decrease your insulin spike. Or maybe you're thinking, you know, I've got some grapes that I wanted to have for dessert and I've saved a little room for them. So go ahead and have them. You choose, you decide, but do check in with your body and figure out where you are. Because just saving it till the end will decrease your insulin spike. But if you get there and you think, you know, I've eaten all the good stuff and there's a little rice left, I think I'm done. Then again, if you're on a weight loss journey, this is going to help you out. I hope you found this interesting. Like I said, there is research that looks at both fiber first and proteins and fats first. I don't know that there's a real clear winner. I may tell you something different in the future, but I am seeing studies that are pretty clearly one side or the other. And it is a little difficult to study food sometimes, especially when a lot of food research gives people some guidelines, sends them out into the world, and then they write down what they did, how well they stayed to the guidelines and go from there. Most people don't spend a month in the lab eating exactly what they've been given. But the most important take home is to save the starch for last. And that is going to decrease your insulin spike, which will decrease your fat storage mode in your body. See how we can optimize our hormones in a way that makes weight loss easy and comfortable and the most effective way to do it without any medications at all. If you would like more information about hormones and weight loss, go to my website and download Six Ways Professional Women Change Their Hormones for Weight Loss. It's at Vibrant md.com forward slash hormones. Thanks so much for being here. Bye-bye.